Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Miramax is starting production this Friday on Bluntman and Chronic. Does it say who's playing us in the movie? I'm sure it'll be Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. You know, they put them in a bunch of movies. Jay and Silent Bob are here. Jay and Silent Bob movie? There's a movie being made you two were the basis for. What? And these two guys from Jersey are on a mission. We gotta stop that stupid movie from getting made. Come on, Silent Bob. We're going to Hollywood. If they can manage to get there. How come we ain't getting no rides? Because you're doing it all wrong. Hey, all the hitches do this. It's the first rule in the book. Do you follow the book, too? I live my life by it. You live by the book? Well, you picked us up, didn't you? I gotta. All right. What are you doing? Whoa! Welcome to Rewatchability. This is the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters, and with me as always is... Snoochie Voochies! Okay. Bong! <laughs> You're right to that. That's all I have. <laughs> That's all Kevin Smith has, and we'll, we'll talk about that in this movie. Uh, Zach and Mira made a porno. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't have uh, Jane Silent Bob, so... Oh, I, f- I f- totally forgot about that movie. <laughs> I know. So did everyone else because Jane Silent Bob weren't a feature. Right. Anyway, your name is Robert LaRonde. Yes. Everyone knows that. The not-so-silent Rob. <laughs> Wait, no. It's Bob in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bob is like a Cockney rhyming slang for Robert or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But first, this is actually like a uh, – it's a, it's a request. A what? We are doing a Patreon suggestion. This is him requesting the movie this week. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was my favorite movie 18 years ago. Yeah. How does it hold up now, guys? Whoa. <laughs> You're like trying to be so excited about it over there. You like have sleep in your eyes. Like, I just spent all night watching this movie. I watched it meticulously, <laughs> minute by minute, so that I could capture each nuance in this film. And you're approaching this sober, which is okay. Which, don't this don't is, say that. No. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, you can say it. I just, you know, sometimes I get high before recording. I thought you. I thought like you pick your movies. I pick my movies. And and we both did it before Mallrats, and that was just a trick because I can't yeah. I can't do that. When we did Schindler's List, I got totally baked. <laughs> Big mistake, especially calling it baked. Yeah. Um, but, oh my god. 
Yeah, we can cut that right now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all in. <laughs> you get the worst of us. Plus, this is the edgy Kevin Smith humor. Oh, God, yeah. We just uh, we just discovered before we started recording that this is before 9-11. This movie came out right before. <laughs> so it's, it's all edgy. It's all zany. Yeah, I was going to say that this was the last gasp of innocence. Or perhaps, like, the peak hubris of America at the time. Mm, They're like, like we're a super state. Nothing could ever possibly happen that would change the world and everything. And then also (laughs) create this system at which the government spies on its citizens and takes away all their rights. And then that would lead up to the religious right. And of course, that would lead to Donald Trump. (laughs) Jesus. I'm blaming Jay and Silent Bob for all of it. You're playing like political dominoes over there. Yeah. this is an intense way it's to start off our episode. Theory. That's what they were talking about. <laughs> McNamara. <laughs> Jesus. This is the fog of war. This is James Island Bob Strike Back. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, let's. when did you first see this movie, Rob? I believe I saw this movie in the theaters. Were you a, you, you, were, you were a fan of the Kevin Smith? Well, at the time, I was in high school. It was just before 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had a friend who was really into the Jay and Silent Bob movies. It was you. You don't, you don't <laughs> have to say a friend. It's fine. I had no friends, and <laughs> I love Kevin Smith movies. Okay. No, I did, I did have a friend okay. who introduced me to these. He was like a drug dealer. He, <laughs> he, gave me, he showed me dogma for free, but the rest I had to pay for. Oh, God. That's awful. And I've been paying since. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think I'd seen Dogma, and I did really enjoy Dogma. I thought Dogma was a fresh of, a fresh of breath air. <laughs> and so I was looking forward to seeing what this auteur, Kevin Smith, would have next. Auteur, yes. For us. What, mm. what topic, what taboo would he unravel for us? Because before he was taking on the big one, God the Catholic Church, religion, mm-hmm. organized religion. Yeah. Big topics. Before yeah. that, sexuality. Sure. Before that, he took on mall culture. You know? Mall culture. He's like the, the Douglas <laughs> Copeland of 90s movies. Sure, yes. And then here he was, 2001, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. He would finally take on striking back. <laughs> Strike back against the establishment, maybe. That's right. So I was excited. And I did see this movie. I remember not being as impressed (laughs) as I was by Dogma. Were were you as not impressed as the critics were? No, I don't think I was that not impressed. I think I thought that this was a fun movie. And it had some funny moments in it because it is more of a comedy. It's more of like a straight out and out comedy. It's like it's almost cartoonish. Yeah. So I the last of the nineties comedies kind of thing for sure. Yeah. And so I did sort of enjoy it on that level. And I had seen it a few times since then. I most recently started watching it again when we were supposed to talk about Chasing Amy. (laughs) Okay. So what 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 happened, Rob? You were supposed to do Chasing Amy together with Johnny. And Adam. Yeah. And, uh, and we talked about it at your wedding. We planned it at your wedding. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a so, date. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't interrupt my wedding again just to talk about the podcast. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, well, are you planning on getting married again? <laughs> well, we might have to do it over because you, you ruined it with podcast talk. No. So you were, you were supposed to come on. Yeah. And, I, you know, it was a long day. I had to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a long Sunday. <laughs> 
I decided to draw myself a bath. Okay. Okay. And while I was drawing this bath, <sighs> I decided I would have a little bit of whiskey that I happened to have in this bottle. Okay. So did you bring a glass into the bath at I all? Did, no, I didn't okay. have a bath. I just I drank from the bottle. And I guess I got a little bit drunk because we were supposed to record at 9 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up at... 8.55 in the morning, <laughs> and so I had to cancel. And I had so many great things to ta- say about Chasing Amy, and it's still an okay episode without me. It's not <laughs> It's not the best one, guys. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's missing a little je ne sais quoi. <laughs> no, I thought it was, it was very good, but while I was editing it, I wanted to like yeah. just shout out all my opinions about Chasing Amy because I think I was a little bit more forgiving than you and Johnny were. Right. I think my views align more with Adam's views. Mm. He was sort of defending it while also taking it to task. So this is kind of like your strikes back. This is my this strikes This is your back. return to Chasing Amy while t- through the guise of talking about Jay and yeah. Silent Bob. But after watching Chasing Amy, I did watch the first 25 minutes of Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> and I was like... like I, were you a prune at this point? Like, what are we... <laughs> I got out of the bath. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and watch some of Jay and Silent Bob while I went to sleep. And I was enjoying it, Blaine. Yes. I was, you know, maybe a little you, toasty. you were fucking drunk. <laughs> but I was having fun with my pals. Okay. Jay and Silent Robert. <laughs> and it was fun. So I was excited when Michael yes. suggested that we watch this movie. I would finally get to rewatch the rest of the movie, maybe have some bath time. <laughs> and we finally get to talk about it. And Wait. I finally get to talk about Chasing Amy. Did, 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 you, did you watch this in the bath? Please tell me. Maybe. Oh, God. No, I didn't. That's such a risk. I didn't. So you enjoyed this movie when you first saw it. I did. What okay. about you, Blaine? Did you I enjoy it? I never saw this movie in theaters. I saw this movie in, like, pieces here and there on TV when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. But I never saw it, really. You never saw it. but No. Now, because we've talked about some of Kevin Smith's other movies on yeah. the podcast, yeah, yeah. you do figure yourself a Kevin Smith fanatic. I I was, you yeah. Were. The the more I watch his movies now, the less I am a fan, and I feel like he has such like good opportunities to like do things and to make movies. I don't know. And then he makes like yoga. Ho- ah, I don't know, Rob. Did you see yoga hosers? I, I saw the trailer, and so I feel like that was too much. So you're just judging it sight on scene. I am. Well, that's what rewatchability's for. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home, Blaine. No, I yeah. So I I never really saw this movie. I did see parts of it, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna watch it. I, I feel like you made a conscious choice. I did because I felt like it might have spoiled the the stuff I loved about Kevin Smith when I was a kid because I was like old enough to be really critical of things and hate everything. Right. Um. So I didn't want to like spoil the memory. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like seeing an ex again. You're like, oh, we had such good memories, but now it's only bad things. You know? <laughs> Did you run into an ex on your way here? <laughs> it was bad, Rob. It was bad. <laughs> she had kidnapped a monkey. <laughs> it was It was awful. Yeah, you're uh, like, why was I with this person? Yeah. Her, her monkey thing was too much. So you want to run down the plot of this movie? For the folks that may might be like me and and might have foregone seeing this to keep their love of Kevin Smith alive. Pure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jane Silent Bob strikes back. Starts back in the 70s. There's like a flashback scene yeah. where there are two wonderful ladies. <laughs> 
One's pretty nice. Who are leaving their children in front of a convenience store while they go in for smokes. Yeah. This is the origin story. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And they learn how to swear. <laughs> they do that weird, like, um, CG, like, you know, proto-CG where they just, like, move the lips of the baby. Yeah, that's right. They use that throughout this movie. It's creepy. Yeah, it's weird. And wrong. <laughs> Deep fake. Yeah, it's deep fake. Oh, <laughs> it's the original deep fake. <laughs> Who knows what anybody was saying in this film? It's all deep fake. <laughs> but we flash forward to the present, which is 2001, I guess, and mm-hmm. they are still there. They have grown up in that spot. They're still swearing. Now they have become sort of heroes. They. Uh, uh, even though it is against the law and they could be prosecuted and persecuted for this, they sell marijuana to those who need it medically. So this is this is now the the kind of commentary track that your dealer was talking about <laughs> when he watched this movie with you. He's like, he's a hero. You should look up to me, Rob. Uh, I guess so. You drank the Kool Aid. Sorry, you smoked the weed. I yeah. I guess I did smoke the oh weed. Oh my god. Yeah, but so. Jay and Silent Bob, they've grown up to be the two young gentlemen that we that we admire. They are they are rapping, they are selling drugs to kids. Yep. Yep, everything right. And everything and right doing the you. things. But they get sort of banished from their mm. sacred spot at the convenience store when one of the clerks puts a restraining order on them because Jay tells the two kids that he and the other clerk got gay married. Right. There's a lot of this in this movie. There's a lot of, like, gay jokes throughout this entire movie. It's kind of the theme of the movie, it feels like. Really? It feels like the spine of the movie, honestly. <laughs> it's like, what is this movie about? Oh, it's about gay jokes, I think. Yeah. I think that's mainly it's about gay it's about. panic jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's just the first taste. Oh, man. Yeah. You'll come back for more. <laughs> So this movie starts with a restraining order against Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. And it starts, which is uh, fair a little bit. Yeah. Fair. It can only go up from there. <laughs> but so while they're talking to their old friend Brody from Mall Rats, Brody tells them that they shouldn't even be worried because they should have a ton of money coming to them because they have adapted the comic book characters based on them, Blunt Man and Chronic, mm-hmm. into a feature. In fact, it's the big studio Miramax. <laughs> Unproblematic Miramax. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with Miramax. Nope. Pretty cool people. Let's mention their name throughout the movie so that we're <laughs> not totally forced to, to take back all of this later on. Yeah. Yeah, which we'll talk about after the break. So they go and speak to the creator of the comic, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. or Holden, I guess his Caulfield, name is. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he tells them that... He sold his rights to the comic to his partner, Banksy, and so he doesn't have any money for them anyway. But he shows them the internet. Yeah. This <laughs> is the weirdest thing. Yeah. It, uh, have you ever seen that interview with Eminem where he's shown the internet for the first time? No. Is it like when Ice-T tries a bagel? <laughs> <laughs> Man, remember when Barbara Walters used to make people cry? What happened to interviews? Like, what happened to them? Where's... I don't know. I cried when Ice-T tried his bagel. <laughs> this is really good. Oh, man. No, I don't <laughs> think he liked up. it. No, but it's, it's, it's kind of like that 
interview. They're so surprised about the internet and what it is and that people leave bad comments on message boards. And I think this is a little bit of Kevin Smith being as he – I don't even want to – as he would say in this movie – butthurt over over the the comments on the internet this is his that's what he would say whoa, whoa so you're saying that kevin smith only made this movie so he could address people making fun of him on the internet uh yeah and the and the gay jokes <laughs> <laughs> don't forget that okay um, excellent okay but yeah i mean yes he definitely but don't you that. think that this is 100% relevant to the era that we're living in. You may say that Kevin Smith was ahead of his time. <laughs> really? With yeah. this movie? Toxic internet culture. Okay. I mean, the people who, okay, they're making a movie that is going to come out in eight months. We have to have some sort of awful opinion about it and say that the people who made it are awful and the stars that they've cast are awful before this movie even comes out. Oh, my God. We're the message board. We're the message board. <laughs> We're the poop shoot. <laughs> well, that's been one of our reviews for sure. <laughs> what the fuck is the internet? The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Here's what we're looking for. Moviepoopshoot.com. Poop shoot. Yeah. This is a site populated by militant movie buffs. Sad, pathetic little bastards living in their parents' basement, downloading scripts and what they think is inside information about movies and actors they claim to despise yet can't stop discussing. So this sets them off. This is the catalyst of the movie. Jay... And to a lesser extent, Silent Bob decide that they're going to go to Hollywood and stop this movie from getting made so that people can't talk shit about them on the internet. Yeah, good idea. Because, as Jay points out, if they are macking on some fine honeys and then one of them is like, yo, aren't you Jay from the movie? I heard that you suck donkey balls. Right. Then, then they would go and suck some other guys' dicks. That's, I mean, the number one fear that I think men have. Yeah. I mean, there's that Margaret Atwood quote, you know. <laughs> From surfacing. Women, yeah. men fear. Anyway. No. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to fact check that, then come back. <laughs> Could have been Margaret Lawrence. We don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Margaret. Well, one of the Canadian Margaret's, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they do. They they set off on the open road. It's a road movie. We've talked a lot about road movies recently. It's like a road movie trilogy. A goofy movie. Right. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. That's a perfect that's a perfect trilogy. But if they're gonna make it on the road, they need to learn the rules of the road. <laughs> But who better to learn the rules of the road than from George Carlin? Mr. Conductor. Yeah. He, he knows the rules of the roads, the rules of the tracks. <laughs> for sure. Seven words you can't say on that, television. He's the rules of, of the CRTC. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he tells them that they have to suck dick. Yeah. 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 Ask, grass, or gas, no one rides for free. Oh, man. And it's apparently in like uh, in like a hitchhiking book. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hitchhiking book out there. I want to see it. I want to know what's, what it says. Yeah. It's probably like in the back of like an Uncle John's bathroom reader. It's not. It's probably not the best book that you're going to read. I mean, have you ever hitchhiked? I, I haven't. I tried. I was going across the... <laughs> see, these people are talking shit about me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going across the Canada with some friends and I was like, we should pick up a hitchhiker. But then it was like... 
They were so choosy. I'd kill them. <laughs> no. no, it was like a bunch of like university boys that were like, like, oh, I don't, I don't like the look of that guy. You know, he has too much stuff with them. Or like, oh, I don't like. It's like, just let's pick, let's try any guy. Let's just get this guy where he's going. Let's be good Samaritans. You were really looking for the blowjob. <laughs> I was driving. Of course I was looking for the blowjob. No. But I, I really wanted to have that story in my bonnet. You know, it's a bucket right. list thing. Yeah. I, like, I think it's like an era that's passed. I don't know. No. It's not really people don't really hitchhike anymore because it's not safe. Well, then everyone drives on like the we, the, the big highways in Canada is the 401 and you're, you can't hitchhike there. You can't be on the 401. Yeah. You know, get arrested and stuff. So. And just get a fucking Uber. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. Anyway, so they finally get – Carrie Fisher picks them up. Yeah, that's right. In yeah. the guise of a nun. Yeah. You're not fooling anybody, Carrie. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. <laughs> not You're one. three sheets to the wind. <laughs> Swerving all over the road. Yeah, and then uh, you know Jay tries to give the rules of the road mm. to her because yeah, she yeah. follows the book. Yeah, the book. I have to say, I mean, I found this whole sequence pretty funny. I know that it it's like on the edge of homophobia as well. <laughs> this movie is called James Simon Bob Strike Back, Edge of Homophobia. <laughs> this entire fucking movie. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was kind of lazy, to be honest, because it's like the mistake of like the book for the book. Like, is there a roadhead book out there? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It, no, okay, that part is a little... It was nice to see George Carlin and Carrie Fisher. For sure. It was nice. And I thought they were both great. They are both so funny. Yeah. They also, uh, after that goes awry, they uh, get picked up by the Scooby gang. Yeah. Yeah. And Scooby-Doo himself is in the car. Scooby-Doo himself. Yeah. And none of them is Matthew Lillard. No. Which he must have been really pissed about. Well. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that, too. Because Scooby-Doo came out a year after this. Oh, did it? Yeah. So I was looking at this being like, yeah, why... They have every other, like, teen idol in this movie. Like, why don't they have Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. in this movie? And they, they, they were going to. I don't oh, want to talk about that. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then they end up hooking up with a gang of animal activists. Yes. Which... For sexy, <laughs> bodacious, yeah. voluptuous. And Sean William Scott. And Sean William Scott. No, he was the one I was referring to as voluptuous. Okay, yes, fair enough. He's fair voluptuous enough. with talent. Yeah. Have, have you seen him in Goon? I love Goon. Yeah, he's so good in Goon. We love Goon. Yeah. <laughs> we should do Goon. But they kick out Sean William Scott, who we later learn is supposed to be their patsy, and mm-hmm. they sort of go and agree to help these girls do their their mission of liberating all these animals. Yeah. But they're not really trying to liberate animals. That's no. just their cover. It's all a front, as all animal rights activists <laughs> are using a front for their elaborate diamond thefts. Right. Yeah. PETA has stolen a lot of diamonds. A lot of diamonds. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're well diamonded. <laughs> so yeah, and and this stars uh, Shannon Elizabeth from you know the Pie movie. Yep. Yeah, and we're gonna see another Pie guy. Soon. Yeah, it's full of cameos from that era of teen movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they go to, like, liberate these animals with these girls, and the girls go steal the diamonds, and they go to rescue a monkey. Yeah, and the monkey ends up sort of, they get sort of left with it. Yeah. The monkey is orphaned with them. 
it gets very every which way but loose. Is that the one with the monkey? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. We're going to say it is. This is like a throwback to old Hollywood where every leading actor had to do a movie with a monkey. Ronald Reagan had bedtime for Bonzo. There you go. Clint Eastwood yeah. had every which way but loose. Yeah. Michael Thor- Jackson had his whole life. Thora Birch had <laughs> Dunstan checks in. Okay. Was that her? I don't know. I think Harvey Keitel was in that movie. As the monkey? No, I think he played a p- pimp who had a 13-year-old prostitute. Okay. No, I'm taking something else. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then I shouldn't be making jokes about that movie. <laughs> Steps back. <laughs> Dunstan checks in to the slammer. <laughs> oh, God. So they, they have the monkey, and now we introduce, like, Will Ferrell is on their case. Yeah, he's, like, an animal control person who's, like, after them. Mm-hmm. I was excited. I'd forgotten that Will Ferrell was in this movie. And Will Ferrell, I think, is a funny gentleman. Still? Ah, sometimes. Okay, yeah. You know, I think it's, like, one of those things where Will Ferrell has had to provide entertainment for us fucking over and over <laughs> and over and over yeah. and over. He's only one man. And over. He's yeah. only one man. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. I mean, the, the, the latest Sherlock movie, Holmes and Watson, is abysmal. Yeah. And everyone walked out of it. Everyone so, said that was bad. Yeah. But I don't think that was his fault. I think it's just because he has to just improv as Will Ferrell for everything now. No one writes a script for him anymore. <laughs> hey, like, Will, we thought you would just be more comfortable improving something, so we just deleted all your characters' lines. Uh, well, actually, I didn't get very much sleep last night, and I have to do another movie. <laughs> yeah, I have a one. family. <laughs> I cooked. For, I like. Yeah, I feel bad for him sometimes. We're just like, keep on improving. You'll someday be funny. <laughs> it's like, fuck, guys, just please write me something. You have. So many comedians working on this. Please give me another Stranger Than Fiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I see what you say. This yeah. is kind of old Will Ferrell before he like had to do all that stuff, and I was kind of delighted. It was it, it, it kind of felt like you know seeing a Will Ferrell that wasn't forced at gunpoint to do things anymore. He still feels a bit forced at gunpoint, but he's like a little less tired of rolling with it. You know, yeah. like he can still give it like a little bit of. Pizzazz. <laughs> All that jazz. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's funny. He's he's with uh, Judd Nelson, who is like the straight man to his crazy zaniness. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You don't even know it's Judd Nelson because of the, the mustache and the glasses and the hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do like a whole fugitive parody yeah. where after Jay and Silent Bob and Suzanne the monkey orangutan are on the run, they go into a sewer and they do the big... The big sewer jump thing. Yeah. This this felt like a Leslie Nielsen movie without Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. And I, I missed Leslie Nielsen. Well, yeah, wasn't didn't they? I assume they did the same thing in Wrongfully Accused, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course they did. But also, like... And they aped other, every other movie without an ape. When did The Fugitive come out? Like 1992? Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Why are you parodying something almost half a decade old? And the building they break into to release the monkey is the same name as, like, the drug that the doctor is using in The Fugitive. Like, it's it's a lot of fugitive parallels. <laughs> like, a lot of, like, homages to The Fugitive, which right. is, like, an old movie. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it was a good movie. Wait, and you know who starred in The Fugitive? Harrison Ford. Who is in 
Star Air Force Wars. One. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, you went good. somewhere different. Yeah. yeah. But there's like a connection. This has like a bunch of Star Wars things. There's oh, yeah. a Carrie Fisher, we already mentioned, mm-hmm. a Star Wars actor. Well, and, and the title is a Star Wars title. We see Mark Hamill at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, it's a star-studded cast. Yeah, it's like Kevin Smith didn't have any good idea, so he was like, what are other successful movies? <laughs> <laughs> that we can just steal from and then put those actors in and call it an homage. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like well, so they go to Hollywood because they have to return this, mo- or they, I think the monkey gets taken from them after yeah. they get out of the sewer grate by like a Hollywood casting mm-hmm. thing. And so they ha- go to Hollywood to save the monkey. Stop their movie. Stop fuckers on the internet from talking bad about them. Exactly. Go. And this is where the movie really sort of turns into like a a windy, metafilmic sort of thing. Because we've already had Ben Affleck talking shit about Ben Affleck. Yeah. That was already at the beginning of the movie. Even Ben Affleck can't stand that guy. Except for Phantoms. He was getting that. They just have to say that. And now, like, fucking Phantoms was that movie that fucking Rose... McGowan worked on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's all fucking part of the Ugh. Harvey Weinstein Oh, man. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> and then remember, again, like, I feel like I would be remiss to talk about this because Ben Affleck is a piece of shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, Rob, you're getting... <laughs> like, when Harvey Weinstein assaulted Rose McGowan, he, he was the one who was like, oh, that's just Harvey. Just, you know, stay away from him and it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. So I can take no fun in a Phantoms reference. No, and there are two, at least, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but... but And that's, like, the problem when you cast, like, your actors to play themselves in a meta sort of filmic way is the bigger Hollywood story will sometimes interfere. Yeah, and it's weird because Ben Affleck then plays Ben Affleck. In this movie as well. So he plays a character and himself in the same movie. Yeah, that's right. Because while they're running around the Miramax lot, first they go into Scream 4, mm. see some Shannon Darity mm-hmm. and uh, Wes Craven's there. And then they bop on over to a little bit of Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, Hunting Season, yeah. which is a great title. That's pretty funny. I mean, I kind of love this bit. <laughs> it's such a good bit. <laughs> because, A, they're not taking it seriously. No. It's funny just to see how bad Ben Affleck is. And they brought back all the like the bit actors from that movie. Yeah, isn't that. it like Eric Roberts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is great. Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> you stopped hitting the books with a vengeance, and now I've read shit you haven't even heard about yet. Face facts, my friend. You're just no longer that good. Will Hunting... Now, how do you like them apples? I don't like the sound of them apples, Will. What are we going to do? Jackie? Yeah? It's hunting season. Applesauce, bitch. And, you know, they also reference, like, sometimes you do a movie because you want to. Sometimes you do it... Because you owe your friend a favor. Yeah. And that's a reference to the fact that Kevin Smith was the person who sort of called attention to the Goodwill hunting script and gave it to Harvey Weinstein. Basically made those two fuckers careers. Yeah. And he really stuck it to Gus Van Sant being like, you have to count your money on my my film set. Yeah. (laughs) Because I made you that money. I'm Kevin fucking Smith. And then he flipped the table. Yeah. 
has there been I can only think of one other actor that's been both a character and themselves in the movie. Oh, no, nah, two now. Go on. Being John Malkovich. Okay. A little bit of that. Never and, heard of it. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. Wait, no. Last <laughs> yes, Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Right. Those are the only two that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure there are more. If anyone if anyone out there listening can, can think of more, let us know. What? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts? Oh, yeah. Okay. That is fucked. She plays, like, the member of the heist team who looks exactly like Julia Roberts, and then they use that fact to, like, infiltrate something because she looks exactly Right. I remember that. We got to mic you next time. Sorry. No, no. That's, that's great. There's also that part in Ocean's 12 where Julia Roberts plays somebody else, and then she's like, hey, they look like Julia Roberts. Wow, it's crazy that you knew that, Rob. Oh, I'm a big Oceans fan and a big Julia Roberts fan. <laughs> you sure, like, our producer just didn't, like, tell us that? Nope. Okay, cool. But, yeah, there's all those fun stuffs. And then they also, like, they run into the two actors who will be playing them. Yeah. The Jay and Silent Bob characters, Bluntman and Chronic. Yeah, Jason Biggs. Yeah, another Jason. And Dawson. What's his name? James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just knows him as Dawson, though. Yeah. Yeah. Or the GIF guy. Because he's done all those GIFs. I don't know. Or GIFs. Sorry? The the moving pictures. They're not talkies. <laughs> silent film? He has a silent film career? Ah, oh, God, Rob. I'll show you the internet later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They, so they, they make a lot of jokes about pie fucking. Yeah. As you do. As Jason Biggs knows. Everyone does. Yeah. And then the monkey beats them up. They take their costumes and go on set, and they fight Mark Hamill. Yeah. In, like, a big epic thing. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell comes. The The girls who were pretending to be animal activists come, and there's, like, a big shootout. Yeah. I mean, the movie kind of gets boring at this point. It just sort of, like, ends in, like, a big bunch of chaos. But at the end, after everything's died down, the girl, the one of the activists who is fallen in love with Jay, mm-hmm. turns herself in and rats on the other ones, and then they make the movie, and uh, they see it, and that's yeah. what we see. and then there's a big concert at the end. Yeah, with Morris Day in the time. Yeah, like you do. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the recap of the movie. That's the thing. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. 
now I want to get into some trivia, Rob. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to see what you know. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So there's, there's so many homages in this movie. We talked about some of them. And What's an and, homage? And they're fair game. Put it on the list with gifts. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> What's a Nubian? <laughs> That's from Chasing Amy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. So name five of the movies that this movie pays homages to. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus, so Seriously. hostile. Fuck you. Wow. Okay, let's do this. Come on. You can do it. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. The Fugitive. Obviously. We got that. Every Which Way But Loose. Okay, I'll give it to you. Um, For the monkey. It mentions Bill and Ted. I'm not going to give that to you. What? <laughs> Fuck you, Bill and Ted. You came into this hostile. You're going to have to earn it now. Um, The Hudsucker Proxy. You got, I didn't, so for those of you who are listening, there's a huge homage to the Hudson. No, but there is a sweater from the Big Lebowski in this movie. Oh, is there? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that came out in 1998. So that I is think a it was better a little, movie. <laughs> I love the Hudsucker Proxy so much. No, I meant that Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Hudsucker oh, yeah. Proxy is great. I know. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, there's there's Goodwill Hunting. You could have met Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. I forgot about those. Uh, Scream. Scream. Every other View Askew movie. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot. There's a I lot. didn't count those. Yeah, it's kind of like in-universe. There was like way too much self-referential humor in this. Oh, my God. So like, you're a Jersey boy at one point? <laughs> oh, shoot me. I think God. that was before Jersey Girl. It was... What, really? Yeah. Really? When did Jersey Girl come out? I don't, th- I don't... She just said it in such a way that she was like, oh, are you a Jersey boy? Can, can you look that up? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also like... You know, when he's talking to the guy from Mallrats, he just says, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? As if, like, that event had become infamous. Yeah. <laughs> amongst In the in the view of Skewver- Skewverse, everyone knows about it. Yeah. Yeah, that one guy. And then there's, like, lots of other stuff. 2004. Oh, weird. She just said it in such a way. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a call forward. Mm-hmm. All right. And then th- there's just a bunch of other stuff. Like some of it is like real crowd pleaser stuff. Like yeah. you've watched all the other movies. You want to see Brody. You yeah. want to see Banksy. You want to see yeah. the other guy. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, it's... but a lot of it falls flat like watching it now. Like I just don't fucking care. It kind of sometimes feels like walking through a swamp. It's just like you're just like it's a slog. You're trying to get through all the references. You're like, yeah. okay, where is this funny in the story yeah, now? Mall. Ah, <laughs> the mall rats. Quick so stop. Okay, so we mentioned Scooby Doo. the The voice, of the dog, is done by another actor in this movie. What other actor in this movie did the voice of, of Scooby Doo? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, this is a big question. I don't want to get this wrong because I don't want to tarnish the legacy of Scooby Doo. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say. Ben Affleck. Uh, he did do a voice. He did a, a voice over the radio, oh, but oh, uh, he's not. A, there is a voice actor in this movie. Mark Hamill is a big voice actor, oh. and he did he did the uh, the voice of Scooby Doo. Yeah, he's famously the voice of Luke Skywalker. Yes, for sure. Yeah, 
Good. And and the, and the Joker. You're uh, the Joker. Well, too. And there's there's some Batman in this movie. There's a there's an actor that did the voice of Batman in a, in a cartoon version of Batman. And Ben Affleck is also in this movie. Wait, who did the which the Kevin Conroy or what's his name? Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, another one. He did uh, he did like a one off uh, Batman animated movie. Anyway, I'll find <laughs> it. Whatever. But he's not Ben Affleck, who was Batman. <laughs> gravelly voice Batman trying to be Christian anyway oh man that was like such an example of like I mean Ben Affleck's really the ultimate Mary Sue <laughs> in Hollywood he had a fan fiction idea fantasy that he had managed to get himself cast as Batman and then he directed that thing didn't he well he had a script for a bat, uh, like a standalone Batman that I People really liked, but then the studio was like, no, we don't want to do that because it's too dark and it's too – Batman doesn't do enough stuff. Did he write the script? He wrote the script. It just was set in Southie and it was (laughs) was just not great, you know? Hey, Robin, you fucking (laughs) R-word. Yeah, R-word. R stands for Robin. This This is a gimme. This is an easy one, okay? Kevin Smith originally wanted After Dogma, which was full of controversy. Full of controversy. The, the religious right descended on it mm-hmm. from on high. And the religious wrong. Uh, yeah, and the religious, you know, it's all right, but uh, maybe not, not so much. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the whole spectrum came down like a rainbow on, on Dogma. And so he wanted this movie to be controversy-free, but he raised the ire of, of some activists. Who, who were they? Ben Affleck fans. <laughs> there, that's that's wrong. There are no Ben Affleck fans. <laughs> Damn it! I knew that. <laughs> no, he raised the ire of Glad, the yeah. Gay Lesbians Alliance Against Defamation. Yes, they did not like all the uh, homophobia for what? some reason. It's weird. We're just uh, trying to take our son out of this hostile environment. Their son? Maybe they're one of those gay couples. Uh, yeah, we're gay, and this is our adopted love child. We're not from around here. Don't make us go back to our liberal city home with tales of prejudice and bigotry from in the heart of Utah. Oh, God, this is the last thing I need. A bunch of uppity homosexuals shooting their mouths off to the liberal media that the Federal Wildlife Marshal Office persecutes gays. Are you fucking crazy? Now, they may be gay, but that's not their son. That's the ape. I think I would recognize an ape if I saw one, okay? And the only thing I do recognize right now is a political fiasco here that I'm about to avoid by letting this butt-fucking Brady Bunch go. That was one of the reasons why it was kind of hard to watch this movie again, because it is bad. (laughs) It is, like, all over the place. Like, basically, the only sort of thing that Jay has to say to Silent Bob is that something gay. Yeah. There's some, you know, you're gay, you want to do something gay... Like, this movie sort of tries to play the line between, like, I'm cool with homosexuality. Hey, people suck each other's dicks. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Unless you do it, homo. <laughs> right. What, do yeah. you like it? It kind of felt like Chasing Amy was his hall pass movie, and then he was like, I'm going to run free. Like, uh, it, ah, it just, if, yeah, it kind of felt like that. Well, it's like it's like he did a movie that tried to be sensitive mm-hmm. to gay people, yes. and then someone was like, Pfft. Why'd you do that, you gay? And he's like, no. <laughs> You're the gay. Watch this. <laughs> this yeah. is how not gay I am. To B 
be oh, to try to be fair to this Don't. movie. Um, these are the two characters that are the homophobic characters in in Chasing Amy in all his movies mm-hmm. that are the main characters now. And he didn't see this movie being made because he didn't feel like these two characters deserved their own movie or would hold their own in their own movie. Mm-hmm. So I think he was he was right. I think <laughs> uh, I think there's there's I feel like he should have just listened to himself as as a filmmaker instead of getting roped into it by Harvey Weinstein to do this movie because he put Jay and Silent Bob into Scream Three, right? And people loved it so much that he was like Harvey Weinstein was like, see, people love Jay and Silent Bob. He should do their own movie. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that yeah, these characters would definitely be homophobic. Would definitely be using those sorts of jokes to sort of knock each other down. Mm -hmm. But I really do feel like it goes above and beyond just, like, portraying the character. Mm -hmm. Like, that is the humor of this movie, and that is the humor of Kevin Smith. And I think that, like, chasing Amy aside, which, I again, I can defend, and I think that it has a lot of nuance in ways that a lot of other movies don't, even if it does get a lot wrong. It's, It's trying to understand mm-hmm. and it's it's a good piece of art that it does right. that it does that this movie completely blows away any goodwill or anything right hunting, hunting season <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that it developed and like you thought that he was like a guy who is juvenile a little bit of a prick he likes to use bad words he's a little bit offensive but he thinks about the interiority of people who are different than himself, of gay people, of women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he made, like, this really interesting film. And then this movie <laughs> is nothing like that. This doesn't even seem like the same fucking guy. Like, yeah. even the female characters. Oh, man. Like, the four... I think they're all... Every character is drawn pretty thin, to be uh. fair. But, like, Jesus. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I read that... Who was it? Heather Graham was originally supposed to be. Hope I'm not ruining your trivia. It's all that's yeah. It's all my behind the scenes. Heather Graham was supposed to be cast as the Jussie character. Yeah, but she was like, I can't find any reason why this character would fall in love with Jay. <laughs> Jason Mewes. <laughs> oh, poor Jason Mewes. Uh... Not Jason Mewes. Like in particular, the character. Like. The character says nothing good. There's one point where he has like a devil on his shoulder and another devil on his shoulder telling him to pull his up. dick out. And the angel shows up and is like, you should probably still pull your dick out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's He's a hard character. Uh, and we talked on the Breakfast Club yep. podcast about can a character be homophobic? Can a character be racist? And the movie still you know be a good movie and, and not be racist not be homophobic and and i think it can and i think it's about what the movie is saying and i think the characters are you know there's some gay panic there but i think the movie just joins it i don't think the movie is rises above those two characters at all mm-hmm. it's like totally from their perspective so you're going against glad you're saying glad i'm not glad for you <laughs> no i'm not going against glad i'm saying i'm saying they're they're right they're right to to try to like push Kevin Smith to to do better because yeah. he did better. He was better. He like did Chasing Amy. They did this movie and they pushed him. They were like, you know, you should probably. I'm, you can't change the movie. The movie came out, but like, 
show that you're better than the movie. Show that you're better than this. And so they push him to donate $10,000 to the Matthew Shepard Fund. So that was that was kind of – Did he do it? I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> find online whether he did it. Did you stay till the end of the, till the credits? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the credits? Because there was a line that said, no gays were hurt in the making of this film. Oh, god damn. <laughs> I didn't see that. I just saw Alanis Morissette being – Cute and cool. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I think I see where Kevin Smith where it was coming from. And I think Kevin Smith, he has gay friends. I think that I remember him saying that he ran this script through who okay. they weren't offended. Oh, okay. I, I thought think... that was the end of your sentence. He had gay friends. It's like, <laughs> no, we're past that, Rob. No, no, no. We just had a whole hearing where... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, one of his... Like, I know he was a producer on this movie called Small Town Gay Bar that was directed by one of his friends. Yeah. And so, like, he was kind of adjacent to queer culture mm-hmm. as it was sort of like starting to eke into the mainstream in mm-hmm. the 90s. So he should know better. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I the, all the homophobia made this movie hard to watch for me. Yes, totally. And the misogyny. Oh, so much. It's just like everything that Jay did was to like get a snooch in his booch and I it was too much. They kicked Sean William Scott out of the car because he was like standing in between him and getting the girl uh, it was all Yeah, and so... they tried to make him look like a weird sexual predator. Yeah. When Jay is the sexual predator. Of course. All his every vision he has is girls with their tops off. Like it's just I don't know, it's 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 hard. It was a hard movie to watch. Do you have another question for I, me? That's all the trivia. That's all the trivia. But I do have some behind-the-scenes stuff. Okay. Which I think – let's talk about Jay for a second because Jay is Jason Mewes mm-hmm. when he was a young man. Right. This was what he said. Kevin Smith just wrote down what he what he would say. And Jason Mewes has since said, you know, I'm not that kid anymore. I, I right. learned. I grew. Yeah. This character is if a teenager never grew up. This is what the well, like, was, prepubescent never grew up. He was also on a lot of drugs, right? He was on heroin for this movie, for Dogma, for a lot of movies. Yeah, like he really struggled with substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. For a long time. Yeah, and he was going into, like, heroin naps during scenes, during Dogma. And it was it was bad. The studio wanted to replace him in Mallrats with Seth Green. Right. So that's kind of why Seth Green is in this movie, as a nod to that. But they wanted to replace him because they were like, oh, he can't hold his own. He can't do this. He's not an actor. And then... They, you know, Kevin Smith was like, you got to prove yourself, and he proved himself on Mallrats. And so he's always come back for these movies, mm-hmm. but less and less has he been proving himself on these movies. He's been doing the drugs. And on this movie, Kevin Smith, like, kicked him out of his car at one point when they're driving to set, and he's like, you're not coming to set today. We're going to film fucking something else because you're high and we can't do it. So come to set sober. And what he did was come to set drunk. And that was kind of like how uh... how he, like, was, like, medicating himself off of heroin is what I heard. And so, you know, it's hard. Yeah. He was, he was an addict. And I, I don't I, – I think it's like the addict thing is, is he still an addict? Was he an addict? Is an addict always an addict? But I, I think he, he um, was certainly on heroin during this movie. And Kevin Smith spent a lot of time uh, with him to try to get him off heroin, which is really nice because they're childhood friends. Yeah. And, I like that Kevin Smith just didn't just like turn his back on his friend when it was maybe costing him and cash cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
friend and milking that cash cow. But it, it might have cost him the movie, right? Like, yeah. it, so I think everything I've read about Kevin Smith after this movie makes me like Kevin Smith a lot as a person. Yeah, I mean, their friendship is well documented, mm-hmm. and I think that because it's on every podcast they goddamn there's do. There's a million DVD specials and oh, talking God. shows, and yeah, and yeah, like be there for your friends. And I think it was very admirable that he didn't, uh, you know, cut that guy loose when the problems continued. Yeah, <laughs> and now I guess. There's a Jay and Silent Bob reboot being made. Yeah, I watched some videos on that. Yeah, but fucking Jason Mewes looks fucking scary. <laughs> well, dude, he like he kicked a heroin habit. I don't know. Yeah, like that's a hard thing to do, and I think it takes its toll on. I mean, Kevin, they're both old. They're like both Kevin Smith old. doesn't look too hot either. Well, I mean, him like he's gone through a whole other bunch of. Yeah, he did like the Stephen King thing where he like almost died and was like, I gotta, I gotta do this more. Yeah, like he had a a heart attack, a near fatal heart attack. Yeah, and then he lost a whole bunch of weight. Well, he was a he was a big guy. I remember seeing him in Toronto and and like walking by him on the street and just he was he was a a large man, yep. larger than life. And so it's nice that he's like lost all the weight. So that he won't have, hopefully, won't larger have larger than life. Yeah, well, he, oh man, it was it was impressive, and so yeah, you know, I, I kind of like that he's that he's been a, a beacon to some people that need to need to do that too. For sure, yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine seeing a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> like what? I like when was the last Kevin Smith movie? Oh, now, like you can't imagine like seeing the reboot. Yeah, like yeah. why? I know, and of all the movies to reboot. Why? And how are they going to do it? Well, I think part of the reason was that they, the, one of the clerks said he didn't want to do Clerks 3, so Clerks 3 is kaput. Yeah, he's like, let me die. <laughs> I think Kevin Smith wrote a Clerks 3, which we'll never see. Yeah. And then Mallrats 2. There was also supposed to be a Mallrats 2. And because that, those were the best ideas. Those were the best uh, ideas. Jesus. No sequel for Dogma? <laughs> How about a reboot of Chasing Amy? Yeah, they could do it. That could be good. Yeah, it was more forward-facing than, <laughs> than goddamn Jane Silent and Bob Strike Back. Yeah. There was a lot of alternative casting for this movie, too. There was They didn't want to put Ben Affleck into the role as Ben Affleck. They're gonna. Re- they didn't think he could hack it. <laughs> Can we get Casey Affleck? Yeah, he's really good, and he's we don't know anything actor. problematic about him yet. <laughs> yeah, and so they're gonna have the Wayans brothers in as the Ben and Matt. Uh, I thought that was good. Funny. That would be funny. Yeah. I like that a lot. And you mentioned that Heather Graham couldn't uh, couldn't see herself falling in love with Jay. And this is a woman who fell in love with Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> he's endearing. <laughs> And then David Duchovny was supposed to be in instead of Mark Hamill. Oh. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And also Carrie Fisher was never supposed to be in this movie. She was like a last-minute get, which makes me think that, like, they didn't know what they were doing on the casting front because it was Jay and Silent Bob strike back and, like, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher were late additions to this. It's very weird. (laughs) Well, it was also – I think one thing to say is that, like, neither of those actors were sort of in the spotlight at the time. Yeah. The original trilogy Star Wars movies had been done for like 18 years. They weren't involved in the prequels. The other ones, which they would come back in, weren't for another 20 years. Yeah. So casting them was probably a nice thing to do. Yeah. Because, I mean, Mark Hamill, I mean, he'd had his voice career doing Mm -hmm. the Joker. Yeah. But he hadn't been seen on screen in a long time. And Carrie Fisher 
<laughs> what? What is that? You're just you're shrugging your your arms. I don't know. I mean, it's a mean thing to say, but she and Jay probably ran into each other at rehab. <laughs> oh God. Well, yeah. I mean, she. I think that. I don't know. I feel like that leaned into her comedy a little too like yeah i mean she made it funny but it was also sad yeah it's also sad but i think she turned that around and made it and made it like a part of her character as a as a famous person that that was like she had an edge to her because of it but also she was very funny because of it i felt like she she turned around and made the best of it so you're saying she would appreciate my joke uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying she <laughs> yeah. had one of the best senses Thanks, of humor. Princess. <laughs> the other, there's so many alternate, alternate castings because George Carlin could have been Ringo Starr. <laughs> exactly right, but Charlie Sheen was supposed to be the Will Will Ferrell character, but he didn't take it because he he was too high. No, he didn't take it because he he didn't like the character at all. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. So this film. It's kind of like a commercial for Harvey Weinstein, in a way. Oh, no. It really is. I mean, every movie that, like, Dimension Films and the Miramax, Wein- Miramax put out is in this mo- scream. Oh, my God, you're right. Uh, oh. And it's just, they, like, Harvey Weinstein was producing on, on Google Hunting, like, everything. It, like, kind of... It's this kind of ball of awful Weinstein-ishness. Do you think that part where the angel tells Jay not to take his dick out was directed to Harvey Weinstein? I don't. And I think that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's hard because not only is this movie like weirdly homophobic and awfully sexist, but it is – just full of Weinstein. He was supposed to be in this movie. No. Yeah. As like a, he was supposed to have a couple cameos here and there as like the big wig. There are so many, so many references to directors and producers having sex with female stars for them to land a role. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, like Chris Rock says that a lot. He's like, I have I have like five actresses in my trailer and he one of them's gonna say get a actresses. role. Oh, yeah, that's true. He says white bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, there's a whole this whole tr- horror trailer thing with Ben Affleck and killing. Uh, it's just like, it's just all crazy, yeah. uh, awful stuff. And uh, Weinstein is at the head of it all. It's yeah. not great. So when the allegations came out against Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Smith Deleted all of his movies. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> this is this is also what I like about Kevin. I thought he was he was pretty good about this. He was like, "Well, fuck that guy." Every movie I made that he was a producer on, all the residuals I get, I'm donating to Women in Film, not well, profit nice. for for women for forwarding women in film that's, and supporting them in film. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of like good on you, Kevin Smith. That's yeah. nice. I looked it up to see if he had. Done that, like if it actually had, had and I couldn't find anything. Either. Yeah, you could never find no, it. No, I could never. These people, I don't know. I feel like news should follow up on that shit. Yeah, and that's why I'm going to donate two billion dollars <laughs> to women in film right now. Don't follow up. <laughs> you don't. You two billion. My God. Well, I'm a generous man. That is very generous. You know of what? You. Maybe if more of us would step up, then we would have less inequality. That's great. So you maybe know. the Rolling Stone who did the article on, on, on that should follow up on you, too, to see if you had actually donated the $2 billion. 
Yeah, I couldn't find anything. I spent like a good 15 minutes just scouring the internet trying to see. It was only like pledges and is talking to about doing this. And so, I don't know, for, for both of them. For the Kevin Matthew, Smith, Matthew if you're Shepard. listening. Did you? Then, yeah, what's we up? We want to know. We just want to follow up because I feel like a lot of people could say that, get the positive press, and then just just be rolling in the Gus Van Sant money. <laughs> counting it on set. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't like to think that Kevin Smith is a bad person. No, I don't either. But I, I feel like we should hold people to, hold his to feet what, to the fire. To what they say? <laughs> yeah. Scream, silent Bob. <laughs> say something. Break like you do in every one of your movies. <laughs> but that's it. I, that's that's all I got for for behind the scenes. Did you think we we've talked a lot about this movie about the not rewatchable parts? There are some funny things in this movie. There are some funny parts. As you pointed out, Rob, it, was this a rewatchable movie for you? No. Thank you. Okay, good. He rests his case. It was really hard because I really went into this expecting to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Watched it with my girlfriend. Yeah. It was going to be a nice evening. But, and, yeah. <laughs> the sigh. The sad sigh. It, some of it's really <sighs> funny. And yeah. I do kind of still have, like, a little bit of love for these characters. Yeah. But I just found that the homophobic jokes really just ruined it for me. Like, that was actually it. The the homophobic jokes, the misogyny. The fact that the movie doesn't really do or say anything. Like, it's just a bunch of loosely connected references and dick jokes and parodies. Yeah. And, like, there's no sort of greater thing that it gets to. There's no, like, character development. There's no, like theme mm-hmm. or really anything. And, and like I feel like you can not have that stuff if you have a zany comedy and and you can do that, but it also didn't really feel like I felt like Leslie Nielsen movies did it better and like mm-hmm. every other movie that they were trying to be did it better than them. So Well, Kevin Smith's own movies I think do that usually. Like yeah. even Clerks is about something. Mallrats I think is about something. The same thing, yes, but yeah. you know like, he, he used to make movies that were trying to say something. And this yeah. doesn't really try to say anything. Uh, youth in America and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us more about the youth in America. <laughs> we don't know it from their Instagram. This is just sort of like a pair. Like, it's just the only thing it's really commenting upon is Hollywood movies, which is fine. But it makes it, like, pretty light. And that's apparently, like, what this reboot is going to be. It's just going to be, like, more self-referential jokes and... A parody of reboot culture. Yeah. Which, no, don't. Why? (laughs) Don't. Well, also, when you parody something, you really want to make sure that it's, like, beyond the pale. Like, it's so beyond what anyone would think that it's funny. And the parody in this movie is that directors would sleep with starlets to get them roles or that Ben Affleck would sleep around on his wife in a trailer with with people. It was just truth. It was just the truth, what they were saying. And so it's not – it doesn't feel funny when those things come up. It's like winking at the at the camera and you're like, but you did that. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, it kind of got me mad at points. I was just like, shit, this was really happening. Yeah. And it's not his fault because I don't think he – or he says he didn't know a lot of the stuff that was going on with, with Harvey Weinstein. But it's so tainted by that that you can't help but see it. So yeah, for sure, and I just like the general attitude of the movie. Also, yeah. makes it it makes it complicit 
in ways that are hard to get past. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also, I just, it doesn't feel substantial. It just doesn't do anything. And yeah. I don't like the characters that much. There's not anything there, mm-hmm. you know? It's just the movie ends, and, you know, it's like a, it's just like a bunch of stuff that Kevin Smith likes, like Morris Day in the Time, Ben Affleck, and a monkey. Yeah. And then that's the movie. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's... It was really disappointing. I don't think it's rewatchable. And I caution Kevin Smith against going down this same route. Do not reboot the mistakes you made in life. Oh, dude, I don't think he could reboot it now. Like, it wouldn't just be Glad coming after him. It would be, like, everyone on the internet. Yeah. If he thought that, like, Magnolia fans hated his movie, then, oh, man, if this movie was made now, (laughs) rightfully so, it would be bashed. Yeah, what Uh, about you, Blaine? Do you think that this film is rewatchable? I didn't enjoy rewatching it. No, it 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 did what I feared it would when I was a kid. Feared. It kind of made the other movies a little like, oh yeah. It diminished them in your eyes. They were just this sometimes. Yeah. And I'm glad that we've done. I think we've done all of. We them. haven't done Dogma. Okay, we didn't do Dogma, but we've done most of most of them. Before, we haven't done Clerks too before this movie got made, and so I'm glad we did because this movie kind of tainted my view of of those being like, oh yeah, James and Bob were just a force for stupidity, and not even really funny stupidity. Like there were times where I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that this would be funny when I was 13. And that this is kind of still funny. But for the most part, it was like, oh, this – yeah, I might have found this funny at like when I was like 11 or 12. But I've I've grown. And I've like experienced the world a little bit more and I've actually talked to women and I know the people. Mm-hmm. You've talked to a woman. <laughs> so – Your yeah. life does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Because I'm not uh, – I won't explain to you how that – Anyway, but yeah, so I I didn't like this movie too much. I'm interested to see what he does with the reboot. I'm interested yeah. to see how he gets past the characters because these characters, like, I think homophobia is kind of part of their character. How will they have changed? I mean, that's the thing. I, there's so many movies right now where teenage dimwits were seeing the the growth of them into mature adults because the, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, yeah. we know that they're starting Bill and Ted 3. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. What will this show us about the experience of growing up as a male in America? Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into that when they come out. Um, anyway, so not rewatchable. Uh, we want to thank uh, Michael for, for getting us to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, now we know. Now, now we know. Yeah, it it's, it also just reminded me of anyway. I've said it already on the podcast, but I'm I'm kind of looking forward to see what he does with this new reboot. I'm fearf- what? I'm fearful. I'm fearful, but I, like if he turns it around, maybe he can like salvage this movie a little bit. What evidence do you have that Kevin Smith will turn it around? Absolutely none. But I'm hopeful. Wow, it's faith, man. It's dogma. That's what I have. All right. So thank you so much for. Supporting us for keeping us alive. Don't talk shit about us on the internet. <laughs> these, these are the only people that we don't. We will kill all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Jesus. We will hunt you down. We're coming no, to your Rob, house. Rob, these people, they, they're so nice to us that they you get You motherfuckers are going to pay. You will suffer they the They already bread. do pay. 
Rob, stop yelling at them. They're, they're so nice. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you very, very soon.